So hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Radical Awareness Podcast. I'm here with my lovely wife Nicole. Hello. And uh, this is the first time we're doing this. We have kind of resisted the idea of a podcast before. And this morning actually we decided that there was potential that maybe this is something we want to explore. So here we are. We're going to start with a little bit of an intro about ourselves and what this is all going to be about. Would you like to uh, start us off? I would love to start us off. Um, It's funny, really, that we had resistance because, well, I myself love to just talk. So what a better outlet than a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Humorous that I would not consider that. And it was suggested by by students of ours that that we should have a podcast because we run... um, yoga teacher trainings and and a lot of times we end up in what we call rabbit holes where we're ranting and talking about certain things and these certain things would fit really well in a podcast so uh, here we are but a little bit about I guess us and why we're here and what we're going to be sharing uh, is our world is very centered around the yoga studio that we run and around teacher trainings but we would consider ourselves much beyond just physical yoga practice. We, we are very um, excited about self-reflection and this idea of being radically aware. Mm. And that awareness is kind of the gateway into quite a different and vibrant, exciting life. So, yeah. Yeah, and through the practices of um, studying philosophy, of talking about these of precepts that come from yoga and studying psychology and looking at the ways um, people have considered the way the mind works through psychology and more recently very much looking at um, things like the work of Bessel van der Kolk and Body Keeps the Score um, and looking very specifically at trauma and how trauma really is in our opinion one of the biggest keys to unlock this kind of spiritual seeking that everyone's doing, the, the, the trying to find themselves mission, trauma seems to be one of the fantastic ways to explore. Mm, indeed, and when we talk about trauma, we would go as far to say that everybody has experienced trauma to differing degrees, and so not necessarily talking about big kind of what we'd call shell shock trauma where you've had you know been at war or had like a lot of abuse and things like that but even just the the everyday um experiences of our lives can can sort of lead to trauma imprints and trauma patterning where we may not be uh acting or feeling in the way that we could because of our past traumas and you can think of it like past hurts or things that have happened to us that haven't maybe been in our best interest so we would see it that everybody has experienced that to a degree and without actually acknowledging it and going through this process of understanding in so many ways we've been a victim to our own life and our circumstances once we can recognize that then we have the opportunity to thrive and to go deeper into our experience in a much more inclusive and loving way Uh, for a lot of us and especially the generations before us there has been this idea that you know time will heal or she'll be right um 
just pushing emotions aside and not fully acknowledging the the more holistic approach of what the experience the human experience is about so for us because we came into it very much from this bottom-up point of view of yoga and yoga asana um, breath work and meditation you get to a point where you have a lot of change positive change and then something gets stuck and that is working more with these limiting beliefs or kind of patterns that we have that can generally have come from our past uh, trauma which a lot of times has happened in our early life experiences but also things just big things that have happened in our in our adult relationships or you know in work environments that haven't been very good or very loving and inclusive uh, yeah anything like that living arrangements so we're going to be talking about a lot of aspects to do with trauma in that way Yes, and trauma very much from the point of view of relationships. And so we see trauma from this perspective of every relationship, not just an intimate relationship, but a a parent-to-child relationship, a parent-to-any kind of caregiver, uh, sorry, a child-to-any kind of caregiver relationship, Mm. any Mm. kind of uh, figure of authority. Um, All of those situations where choice has been taken away can manifest as trauma, as a sense of almost something that has confused or hurt the the sensitive ones. Um, And And there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. (laughs) Potentially all of us uh, land in this category of sensitivity and some of us recognize it sooner in life than others and all of us deal with it in such different ways Mm. and I think we'll go as far to say that you know there's there's two options in life you get to a certain point where you become an adult and uh, you're either going to numb in some way or you're going to have awareness in some way and there's very much only those two choices (laughs) definitely in my opinion Uh, it's not to say that numbing is bad it is more that it's been a really beautiful survival resource required to get through certain situations in your life but then what tends to happen is that's now been socially accepted as normal that we just numb our life or we're waiting for the holiday or I have to have a glass of wine at the end of the day or I'm going to watch binge watch this show or eat this type of food again nothing wrong with it and definitely not taking it away from anyone or myself (laughs) but um recognizing what it actually is and that we might have sold ourselves the lie that it feels good or that this is where freedom comes from, that freedom is from doing whatever I want or numbing and and kind of partaking in these destructive behaviors. But actually through cultivating more awareness, through getting to know ourselves in a really radical way of who am I, then our choices become much more autonomous and we actually experience freedom where we are in control, we are driving. And that, I think, is what freedom is. And freedom feels real good. Real good. Very hard to know what it feels like if you haven't experienced it yet. And that it can kind of be scary because it feels like someone is taking away all of the things that keep you safe, that that bring you a sense of comfort, which is all of those, those things we use to numb, to kind of cut out our own internal experience, to cut out, a lot of times, our external experience. Uh, yeah, so we're passionate about finding different tools and ways of understanding to actually find more personal freedom 
which also looks very different for everybody. Mm. Very different. Mm. Yeah, and the thing to look out for, I think, when you're in that process of what is being described here as numbing, where you're doing those things to switch off at the end of the day, you're doing those things that become patterns or habits or whatever you want to call them, that if at the end of the activity you feel unfulfilled, it's a good sign it is not necessarily going to be a viable practice long term. Mm. If, you're, if you're creating that sense of fulfillment and everything's feeling wonderful, you feel more energized, you feel ready for the next thing, you ease, easefully transition to your next phase, whatever it might be. It might be the phase to transition into sleep or it might be the phase to transition into the journey to work or the journey home or any of those things. If that's happening with ease and grace and flow and dare I say joy, then it's probably a good practice. But if not, it might be worth contemplating change. Mm, mm. It's really hard to know, you know, when to, <laughs> to change. And that it can never be put on you by an outside force, I want to mm. say. It's like a natural arising where exactly what John said, you know, something isn't fulfilling or you're like, actually, I think my life could be better. I think I could feel better than this. If you have that feeling probably because it's the truth. Um, so we in this podcast will talk lots about these ideas of, of freedom and even practices and, and self-reflection and just these ideas of kind of working with yourself and questioning yourself and doing it at a rate that feels applicable to you, not to somebody else, but your speed, knowing your experience, your body, your mind, your emotions, everything. And, uh, yeah, the other thing we'll probably touch on a little bit <laughs> is that the current world that most of us live in, the actual sort of modern so-called civilized societies, uh, potentially aren't that supportive for our freedom and growth and healing and that we exist in these kind of systemic structural issues, whether it's education or medical or our universities, of course, there's a lot of good within all of them, but the foundations of a lot of these institutions don't really back personal freedom and don't back healing. And a lot of them are based in the idea of blame culture or based on competition and exclusivity. And for all of us to actually kind of be seen as whole, for us to come home to ourselves, for all of us to experience the freedom that is our birthright, we need to really be living in a world that is about cooperation and inclusion and awareness and currently that's not there and so a lot of people will be in their work environments where they're passionate but be kind of hitting their head against a very thick concrete wall because change doesn't change seems so far away and then it can feel very disempowering as if you know am I going crazy I can see how things could be easier yet they're not changing and there's so many profoundly beautiful and insightful individuals in all of these places doing amazing work but the actual underlying foundation that's holding it all together is well crap you know to, to a large degree mm. and I think a lot of 
that can be traced back to things like Taoism, and we exist in this place where the interpretation of Darwin's findings, um, and that's really up for debate if you if you look deeply into it, uh, where it has been interpreted as only the strong survive, or survival of the fittest, we would like to see a world where we move from survival of the fittest to thrival, or the thriving <laughs> of the, f- the fittingest, you know, the ones that fit where they should fit will thrive and so it's about recognizing that everybody has a place that everybody fits if you give them the opportunity to really discover who they are and that's really what this journey is all about Mm, it's definitely been our personal journey Mm. and just to kind of touch on that of why i guess we're passionate about a lot of these things is that I know for myself, I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere and was kind of repetitively told that, especially through the the school systems and just even unbeknown to my loving parents, but, you know, through through our, our family kind of messaging that they're getting the pressures as well from the outside world, that if you're not designed for a certain sense of productivity, then you're kind of a waste of space. Um and seen as something less than pretty early on. So that message was fed to me from a very early age, really, when when I started entering, you know, the system, really. (laughs) And uh, finding yoga and and sort of leaving New Zealand for a while and understanding that there was potentially more to me than what I'd been told um, led to so much more unfolding and even more unfolding of my own personal intelligence and insight and connection to my body and realizing that I could be creative in my own way and had had a valid had a valid voice um so yeah it's it's quite a an interesting journey when we're allowed to actually express and we're allowed to fit in for who we are then we tend to have a lot more to offer and I know for myself there's still so much more to come you know these these limiting beliefs they they hold on for dear life (laughs) Um, and it's it's a process, and so since having since being uh, practicing yoga and then sharing yoga and going further and learning more and counseling and psychology and energy medicine and energy psychology techniques and things, this unraveling and exploration has just been well quite incredible. And mainly through my relationship with John, my delightful husband, that would be me, who's right here. Uh, and the yeah the the freedom to actually fit in I guess and be seen as someone of more worth than just kind of the one who doesn't fit in it's not that I wasn't loved or even seen and heard but when there is judgment put on you in any way it limits your own capacity to fully try and express what's there because you're already like well there's no point because there's nothing worthy there and when I look back, I'm like, that was my experience. But then being in a world where it's like, but maybe there's more. Like, what if you did try that? What if you did do that? We start to heal in this whole different way, which goes beyond surviving and healing, but into this idea of fully thriving in who we can be. And it just means that life is so much more exciting, that everyone's sharing ideas and creativity and excitement and joy with each other. I mean, how great. And it doesn't have to always come from this place of 
competition or who's better, who's worse. It's like, what if we all just had a good time and listened to each other? Mm. Hmm? Wouldn't that be a quite a different experience of the world if everyone's opinions were free to be shared without fear of judgment, censorship of um, ousting or being exiled, etc. All of these wonderful things that happen to some people in history that could be considered the greatest leaders who spent their time in exile and then came back to change their corner of the world for the better. Mm. And these people, these great leaders, they, they touched on ancient wisdom. They, they studied the world. They studied as much as they could. And that's really another thing that this is all about for us is how can we look at things from as many different perspectives as possible to understand where maybe the majority could be off track. <laughs> Maybe, eh? <laughs> We're definitely one for not having a narrow pers- perce- perspective, perception. <laughs> Both of those things, perception <laughs> and perspective, they're very kind of interchangeable. Mm. And uh, yes, in our own journey of this, we have always shared um, relatively publicly and openly. I have probably been referred to as an oversharer in many times. <laughs> Um, my beautiful husband's always been like, just be you, baby, just be you, which is amazing. Um, but through that, you know, we've had our own share of, I would say, light attacks um, and being called certain things uh, just because we, we want to look at things that aren't the mainstream narrative. And it's such a funny thing, you know. All we're doing is looking at different perspectives of the way life can be, world can be, you know, whether it's a schooling system or the medical industry, anything. It's it's being able to recognize that we are all autonomous human beings who, through the wisdom of our own hearts, are allowed to ask questions when mm. something doesn't feel right. We are allowed to do our own research. We are allowed to connect with other people and talk about different ideas and views to see a better world. And what amuses me constantly is people then telling us that we're dangerous or crazy or conspiracy theorists or anti-vaxxers or whatever it is, that it's like, but do you accept that the world right now is doing good? (laughs) Because I don't. And I'm going to look at the world in a different way to try and understand why it isn't good to be like, what can I do to see something change in my small little lifetime, in my little small corner of the world? And following just a mainstream narrative that seems to be causing pain and suffering in the world does not sit well with my heart. And I say this because if it does sit well with your heart, then you should follow that, right? Mm. You should collect information and listen to what feels right for you and move in your life in a way that resonates. But I do encourage getting to know yourself, your body enough so you can listen to your heart because we have this incredible ability to filter truth very, very easily through our own system when we know how to do it. And I guess that is radical awareness and it is stepping into your life with so much 
courage and bravery and just saying, I want a life of, of truth for me. And also knowing that truth is so fluid. It is so fluid and it moves and it changes and our own views on things change. But if you are humble enough, if you are able enough to just move with that and just be in the play and the essence of life while also kind of living from a place of passion and excitement, then everything can become relatively magical and mm. it is reflected back to you in your life. Um, I think. Yes. yes. And we have been numerous times um, told that we live in a bubble, you know, <laughs> that, uh, that maybe we're dreamers. Um, but I've heard that we're not the only we're, ones. <laughs> we're pretty confident we're not the only ones, you know. So um, if you'd like to, you might join us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we got married to that song. <laughs> yes. Um, so the, the crux, I think, of this is that we, we are in a world that has problems um, to quote the wonderful Albert Einstein. We're in a world that has problems that really cannot be solved by using the same thinking that created those problems in the first place. <laughs> so it's time to kind of step back, try and look at the whole picture. We get so mesmerized by the, the absolute wonder of getting closer and closer and closer to something to try and figure out how it works. But sometimes it's very, very useful to start stepping back and going, how can I look at the whole picture? How can I see how this affects that and that affects that and that affects that? And wow, everything affects everything. That everything is completely interdependent in some way. So if we start to work right here with ourselves, then the most curious things start to happen in the world around you. And you will start to create a little bubble of wonder, attract maybe new and different people into your life, or maybe just simply new and different conversations from the same people that you didn't even recognize were capable of having those conversations with you because you didn't initiate them. So the invitation is to start to come towards yourself and then eventually when it feels safe because safety is paramount Security. we always say <clears throat> safety first yes <laughs> you need to find your ground your safety but once you do feel safe you start to re-extend out into the world start to open up and start to be seen and be heard and here we are mm. hopefully being heard by someone out there <laughs> it was still fun yeah um and you know to bring it back to yoga just for a moment on on this whole thing is that the first kind of precept of yoga is, is what is known as ahimsa which is non-violence or very much ste that stepping into the world with kindness first mm. where you can think of it like loving awareness not only for the others around you or the earth herself but for you for ourselves loving awareness loving kindness for ourselves first and always extending that before before anything else and so you know as you're yeah, extending, moving mm. into the world in this way. Think, ah, oh, how do I move with a sense of kindness? And what does that mean? Um, but we will go into more about that uh, in the upcoming podcast that we're going to do. But yeah, kind of wanted to do this little intro, I guess, to get started. 
Yes, fantastic. So, you know, if you are into this, subscribe and you'll get notifications when we when we post further episodes and the upcoming episodes will be a little bit more kind of single topic related if that's even possible we We will even call it something yes like having a topic yes (laughs) um but our ability to stick to a single topic is very limited because as we've already mentioned everything is connected to everything else so you'll start to notice the pattern as we pull on threads you end up really starting to see how everything really does matter Everything does matter. Yes. Yes. Radical awareness. Radical awareness. So Mm. this is our Radical Awareness podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for making it all the way to this point. Um, Very, very grateful for your listening abilities. For your ears. Yes. Very grateful for your ears. Yes. (laughs) Um, And thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Is there anything else you'd like to say? We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye for now.